One of Australia's largest banks are predicting that the worst for this whole housing market downturn is actually not here yet. Well, they believe that prices will fall by a further 11%. So in this video, we're gonna not only analyze what they're saying and the economists are coming out saying, and we're also gonna go through our own data sets and make our decision as to whether they're gonna be correct or is there something else at play? If you're interested, keep watching. Hey guys, my name's Ravi and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're new here, smash that subscribe button because I talk about real estate, cryptocurrency and financial freedom. And no, you're not alone if you're thinking, hey, there's something different about this video. It's that I've got new glasses. Hopefully you like them. If you don't, you can uh, smash that dislike button, I suppose. <laughs> but let's continue. Now, as of recording this, property prices in Australia have actually dropped by 8.9% nationally. Now, this is from the peak in April 2022 and it's basically around the same time that interest rates started increasing. Now, with having fallen by 8.9%, this is actually now the fastest decline in values since at least 1980 because that's when records started getting kept by CoreLogic. Now, although this does sound all doom and gloom, we have started seeing the pace at which prices are dropping slow down. In January of 2023, we dropped by about 1%, whereas in December, we dropped by about 1.1%. So again, it's really nothing. It's pretty much stabilizing at this point. However, on the flip side, if I'm gonna turn bearish a little bit here, is that supply is usually a lot lower during these times. So that could also be playing a major part in what we're seeing right now. February and March are probably gonna be better indications of how the market's gonna move in 2023. Now, what we can see here is the CoreLogic Home Value Index, February, 2023. So we're seeing updated data. Now, obviously there's a lot happening, but first we'll visit the first column, which is basically looking at the past month. In Australia, we've seen a decline of 1%, combined regionals at minus 0.8% and combined capitals at 1.1%. Now, to be honest, when you're looking at real estate, you really shouldn't be looking at just what happens every month. Now, although it can be useful, what you're trying to look at is trends. And if you suddenly have next month, prices go up by like 4%, you're gonna go, well, something must have happened that month. But it just could be an outlier. So what you wanna do is focus on the three month and the 12 month, and that should start painting a bigger picture. And what you can see here is in the past three months, we've had the national average drop by about 3.2%. Now you've got certain areas that have actually grown during this time, regional Western Australia and regional South Australia. I'm not sure where we've been purchasing over the last 12 months. Anyways, what we can see is that majority of the market is pretty much down. Now, when you start flipping over to the last 12 months, this starts to tell a bigger story. And what you can see is Australia's dropped by 7.2%, combined regionals dropped by 2.3%, and then combined capitals have dropped by 8.7%. Now, although more recently, you've seen prices drop across regionals and capitals about the same, what you can see is when you zoom out and you look at the last 12 months, and I would go as far to say pre-pandemic, you start looking at what those prices have been doing. You've seen a big difference between regional markets versus the capital city markets markets. And over the past 12 months, you can see some places are actually still higher than where they were 12 months ago. It's very easy to get caught up in the short-term headlines and everything's going down. But if you have actually purchased in the last year or two years, I can understand there is some pain. You probably bought a property in a location that was deemed as blue chip, but within the first year, you've seen a drop by about 10 or 15%. doesn't feel so blue chip at the moment. But what you've got to do is just zoom out and know that you're in a good area if you bought the right property. Now, if you bought a dud in the wrong area, I'm sorry, I can't help you with that. There is no hopium in this video around that. But if you bought something in a good location, you know that it's going to do well when you've looked at all the fundamentals around supply and demand, then you should be okay long term. But if you've actually purchased something before 2020, you would actually be up according to PropTrack senior economist Eleanor Cray, who says that despite recent falls, prices nationally are still up 28.5% above their pre-pandemic levels. The worst of this downturn appears to have passed according to her. But this is contrary to what we're seeing with NAB and the economists there, but more on that later. Now a really big factor for why 
we've seen these declines is in relation to the interest rates. And not just because there's confidence levels are down, it's that people that actually want to buy can't even buy because as the interest rates have gone up, their borrowing capacity has fallen. So that means less buyers in the market. You then have the flow on effect of interest rates moving up so quickly that now people that had bought properties say 12 months or 18 months ago were in a reasonable cash flow position. They may have been slightly negative, but now they're severely negative. This again highlights the importance of picking the right property. The properties we had been purchasing under the search property buyers agency about 12 to 18 months ago were yielding about seven to $8,000 in positive cash flow. Now, despite all the interest rates moving up, you're still in a position where most properties are still positive cash flow. And in the worst case, you're probably neutral cash flow. This means that you can hold onto your assets longer. And the whole game in real estate, according to the guy I randomly spoke to about nine years ago, who told me, yeah, it's probably a good idea to get into real estate. And little did I know at the time that his advice was going to be gold. He essentially told me that real estate's all about how you can hold as many assets for as long as possible. So when you're working with leverage, when you're working with debt from the banks, you've got to understand how interest rates go up and how they go down. And then you've equally got to be in a location where your rental yield is strong, where you've got rental demand, because that rental growth is going to allow you to stay in the game longer. So if you can hold an asset for as long as possible, we all know how this all works out. Now, what you can see is the average changes in rents across houses and in units. This is a very ugly chart. I'm not going to lie. Call logic if you're watching. I mean, I'm sure we can change this up, but essentially what this is showing is that we're seeing rapid inclines in line with the rental crisis. Now, again, you've got to factor in how much supply is in these areas. Yes, you can go out there, purchase an apartment, and yes, it might have high demand today, but across the street and across that street, you've probably got another three or four towers going up, which means this rental crisis may be short-lived in certain parts of Australia. So it's important if you know this, you can go out there, buy good quality assets like houses where they don't really have an abundance of land supply. They can go out and build a bunch of units. If you purchase well over the next three to five years, your rental income should increase over time, which would counteract those interest rates that have been increasing so far. And inevitably, when they start cutting, your cash flow is going to be in a really strong position. With the fastest rate of interest rates increasing in Australia, CanStar's analysis shows that borrowers are facing a 42% increase in their home loan repayments from May to December. Now, if you've been following the channel for a while, you'll probably be led to believe that I think everything goes up all the time. But contrary to that, I actually don't think every market goes up all the time. And I've always positioned myself to know that, hey, you could purchase something in a great location being Sydney or inner Sydney, but you could also expect to have pullbacks in that market. And when you have interest repayments go up by 42% over such a short period of time, you've got to expect pullbacks. Now, the way that we positioned ourselves at Search Property was that we were looking at what was underpriced in terms of an asset in this market. Now, as you know, in Australia, we've got thousands of markets. So unfortunately, this median or this average isn't going to give you a really good snapshot of what's happening in particular areas. So yes, in 2022, despite the market falling by 7.1%, at Search Property, our average growth was 12.12%. So that means we effectively outperformed the entire market by about 19%, which is massive. And that actually allows you more choice, especially when markets become a little more volatile. Alan Oster, NAB's group chief economist, said they still see the declines as orderly, primarily reflecting reduced borrowing capacity and affordability constraints rather than an oversupply of housing. Let's pause there. We clearly know there is no oversupply of houses. There might be certain markets where there is an oversupply of land and there's an oversupply of units. So yes, he is generalizing here, but just be aware when you're going out there purchasing a property, understand the fundamentals in that market and the suburbs around it as well. Let's continue. We continue to see the RBA lifting rates at each of the next two meetings before pausing at 3.6% through the rest of 2023 with some easing in rates likely in 2024. And this graph here is the NAB residential property survey in Q4 of 2022, which is just showing where they believe property prices have been and where they're going so far. And following on from there, they actually have their hedonic dwelling 
price forecast. So what we're gonna look at is 2023 and 2024, which has an F next to it, which means it's a forecast. And what we can see is that they expect Sydney to decline by 8.9%, Melbourne by 12.7%, Brisbane by 15.1%, Perth by 13.1%, Hobart by 14.7%, and it's an average of about 11%. Now keep in mind, this is the capital average. And within those markets, there are gonna be markets that drop a lot more than 11%, but also some areas that are actually gonna grow. Now they forecast in 2024 that there's gonna be growth. So they're expecting 2022 and 2023 to be back-to-back -back years of declines. Now this actually hasn't happened since CoreLogic actually started recording data from 1980. So this would be the first time this happens. So what I'm actually expecting is their 2024 forecast to be what is happening in 2023. And I also don't think they're gonna cut rates in 2024. I think by then we're definitely gonna be in a recession. So we're gonna to have to start seeing those cuts in 2023. But what the hell do I know? I wear a black t-shirt, remember? Marie Kilroy, senior economist for BIS Oxford Economics said the pace of price declines is expected to soften further through the first half of 2023 with lower than average new listings playing a key role in stabilizing the market. As we said before, supply is a big factor here. If we suddenly see an influx of listings, this market will drop by a lot more than 11%. But what we find is people don't generally wanna sell if they don't have to in a declining market. People wanna sell when the market's high, right? So what they're gonna effectively do is anyone that needs to sell will have already sold or are about to sell. Then what we're gonna see is people start consolidating their positions, the rents start increasing, putting them in a better position cash flow wise, which means they can hold it for longer. And as the market starts improving, those listings should start increasing as well. And what we can see in this graph is new lending slumping as those rate rises have been occurring. And we've seen it across all markets, first home buyers, investors, owner occupiers, and that drop is quite dramatic. Now it's definitely not as drawn out as what we saw in 2017 to 2019 with APRA coming and changing the rules, but maybe APRA is gonna get involved again. And that might be a hint for what's coming later this year. As they come into this market to start stabilizing again, they're gonna start changing the rules. The banks are gonna start opening up the taps for liquidity and they're gonna make up the rules as they go. It's clear the Australian government, as well as APRA, as well as all the banks are so infatuated with property. When you have immigration coming into the country as well, they're gonna use property and the property industry, as well as the construction industry, to really start driving that GDP growth. Otherwise, if property falls, you can pretty much guarantee we're gonna have a recession in 2023 and it's gonna get ugly. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter if the market goes up or it goes down in the short term. If you're looking at real estate, I urge you to really take a look at your strategy and make it a long-term strategy. For us at The Buyer's Agency, we are always focusing on not only the short term, but the long term for clients. Of course, for us, we're researching so many different markets and that is why we get the results we do. Unfortunately, this is not possible for someone like yourself, where if you're working nine to five, you've got a family, you've got a lifestyle, how are you going to be spending as much time researching and on the phones with agents, building those relationships? And that's why we've seen the rise of buyer's agents in Australia. If you're interested in using our services, need the help, then definitely contact me. I'll leave a link in the description below to our website, as well as a pinned comment with my email. Contact me because imagine knowing the right areas to purchase in, but then having to go against a team that professionally negotiates and they're in those markets every single day. It is honestly an unfair advantage, but it's completely up to you. And I hope you guys have taken some value from this video that it's not just about doom and gloom and it's not about the volatility and it's not about the extremes in this market. It's about looking and seeking out those opportunities because there are always markets within markets that are growing. So if you have enjoyed this video, smash that like button. If you're new here, subscribe and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Thanks guys.